What's up, horror fam? You know what time it is. Let's Let's get get into into this. this. Right. What's up, everybody? Right. What's up, peoples? It's us. It's them. It's we. We are many. We are legion. Oh, we're gonna talk. (laughs) We're gonna talk a little bit about that tonight. Hey, before we even get started, we need an old priest and a young priest. (laughs) Because tonight, folks. We're talking about possessions. Oh, yes. And uh, You know them. You love them. <laughs> you, you Let's know, get into them. You love them. <laughs> and actually, this is going to be that little trilogy we're going to do here. So, so tonight, we're going to talk about possessions and like where where it came from, where it originated, like kind of stuff like that, uh, different types and stuff, things like that. And we all know it's nine-tenths of the law. Yes. Oh, no. That's the wrong possession. Hold on. <laughs> and then... Um, so, following that, our next episode, I think we're going to do a story about a particular possession. We haven't figured out which one we want to do yet, but, oh. you know, we'll find one. Man, I went down the wrong hole here. <laughs> oh, you talk about a particular one? I, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, 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 the good thing is I got some stuff that we good, talk good, about. Good, so good, good, good. We're going to go down talk about a particular possession. And one that you, the one you probably talked are going to talk about is probably one that's well-known. Um, I've got a couple that I wanted to talk about. So the ones I want to, I want to find one that's not really well known that we can dig into. And then the third episode we're going to do on it, we're going to do a movie about possession or multiple movies. And it's not going to be The Exorcist. We know that everyone knows that one. We're going to try and find some, some ones that are kind of oddball that people don't talk about a whole lot. So, but before all that guys, if you haven't yet go to our YouTube and subscribe and hit the notification bell. You know, share it with everybody. Um, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all the other places that we're on just with the audio, do us a favor. Go over to Facebook. Follow us over there. Facebook deleted our other page. We lost thousands of followers. We're trying to but build But that's it. all right. That's yeah. all right. We're trying to build everything back up. and We're, we're going to stalk you fuckers down again. We're pushing um, We're pushing hard this time. We're actually going to promote ourselves. So this is maybe. what we're doing. Um, <laughs> no, we are. I'm going to make sure we do. So. Um, but, yeah, by all means, go over to YouTube. Uh, all you got to do is search The Horror Chronicles Podcast, and we'll pop right up. There's some other Horror Chronicles on YouTube, and I don't really know what to think about that right now, but uh, <laughs> it is what it is. We are The Horror Chronicles Podcast. That's right. So go the best fucking podcast on the planet. Yeah. Or at least in our minds, we are. That's all that matters. So. But anyways, guys, yeah, go follow us everywhere. Please. Thank you so much for doing that. It's going to help us out tremendously. Do it. Do it. Do it. We, we thank you ahead of time. We know you guys are going to do it. So love you guys. Anyways. Nice. So. so tonight we're going to get into possessions, whether you look at it as demonic possessions, spirit possessions. So, However you look at it. I said I got uh, the different types of possessions and all kinds of stuff right uh, now. So. We're gonna we're gonna get into that. So I guess what we can get into first is what what is a possession? Um I guess you want to go ahead and give like, Okay, the, so uh, this is straight off of Wikipedia here, and this is spirit possession. Uh, spirit possession is an unusual or altered state of consciousness and associated behaviors purportedly caused by the control of a human body by spirits, ghosts, demons, or gods. Gods. 
The concept of spirit possession exists in many cultures and religions, including Buddhism, Christianity, Haitian voodoo, Hinduism, Islam, Wicca, et cetera, et cetera. There's a number of them. Right. Uh, depending on the cultural context in which it is found, possession may be considered voluntary or involuntary and may be considered to have beneficial or detrimental effects on the host. How do you have beneficial or detrimental? <laughs> well, it depends on what you're going for. I, I guess so. So that being said, I kind of like that I said that. So there's different types. There's six different types of uh, possession, as they say, as far as religious wise goes. You have uh, you have a demonic possession, mm-hmm. which is when a demon possesses a person. Which is mostly what most of us know because of the movie The Exorcist. Right. And demonic possession... To just, you know, that is whenever a demon takes possession of someone unwillingly and takes the possession of the person without being invited in or any of that stuff. Okay. Now, the second type of of possession is physical possession, physical pain. So this is whenever the spirit, demon, whatever you want to call it, doesn't necessarily take over the person, but causes sickness or injuries. Um, you know, scratches, uh, ill, weakened st- 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 stomach, you know, stuff like that, burn marks, whatever, yeah, boils, boils. Um, then you have stink eye. Third type of possession, which is diabolic oppression. Okay, so diabolic oppression is whenever the the demon basically is or spirit, whatever you want to call it is terrorizing this person in real life. So instead of possessing a person, it's causing tragic events. Uh, the death of pets, of, of family members, uh, burning of a house, uh, you know, catching a fire, anything like that. Like it, it basically tortures and torments and just again, harasses basically a person. And then you have diabolical infestation. And that is when the demon takes over an actual, this is kind of like poltergeist activity. When a demon actually takes over um, the, a house, an animal, a car, anything. So like, you know, in poltergeist, it, they were like throwing shit around and yeah. like fucking. The conjuring. The conjuring. This is one of the big ones that comes to mind. They right, talk right. about this a lot. And that was, that's, that's number four. Number five, the fifth um, type is um, a diabolical subjugation. Now, this is where the invite comes in. This is where the person invites them. And one of the most famous ones for us. Zach be, Baggins. <laughs> no, but one of the famous ones that we all know as music heads, you know, is Robert Johnson. Yeah. He sold it, you know, down to the went down to the crossroads. Yep. So that's that's a that's a pure definition of and a pure example of diabolical subjugation. That is when someone invites this demon in or spirit in for a particular reason. I did that too when I was younger. When I was first joining bands, I tried to sell my soul to the devil, and the devil was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" (laughs) It wasn't like Pick a Destiny. (laughs) Fucking love that movie. <laughs> oh, I fucking love it, man. We're having that rock off in the yeah. fucking parking lot. 
Yes, you are fucked. Shit out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to win in my car. Oh, suck. such a kick-ass movie. Fuck. Anyways, there so number six is Diabolical Obsession. Now, this one is... So all these are different types of possession and actually different stages of possession, and um, which I actually have um, another six list of six parts of possession and this is actually parts of an exorcism but anyways so this as far as the types yes types of possessions are so with the diabolical oppression this is where this is the most interesting to me too is how this is basically puts impure thoughts bad thoughts and makes the person act on these so if you remember Amityville Horror. Damn, I'm possessed. Yeah. So, well, if you remember Amityville Horror. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So in that movie, and in this, I, they kind of imply the movie, you know, they see the movie where him and his sister, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's the impure thoughts and makes them mm-hmm. do things and things like that. And that's part of this. The biggest obsession. impure thought of that movie was when Butch DeFeo went through the house killing the family. Right, right. So that's part of it. And, you know, um, it's interesting to me too because, like, when you think about, uh, we were talking about different religions or cultures, mm-hmm. you know, like Native Americans and things like that. They would actually be more of the um, subjugation on it because they would like, you know, you'd want to be your spirit animal. You want to try and find your spirit animal, and you want to try and invite these spirits into you. You know, um, Vikings back in the day, Vikings before the the raiders. Um, before they would attack, they would do mushrooms and go into that spirit mm-hmm. world of, you know, so, but so those are the types of possessions, guys. Um, we're going to get into a little bit of all this. Um, I don't know where you want to start so, off. We're just going to start off talking about some different stuff. I've got all kinds of stuff here to read. Um, one of the things that you were just talking about with all the different, you know, we had mentioned Buddhism, Christianity, Haitian voodoo, you know, mm-hmm. all the different cultures and stuff. So in a 1969 study funded by the National Institute of Mental Health, spirit possession beliefs were found to exist in 74% of a sample of 488 societies in all parts of the world. Right. So what they did is they did a survey and out of all these different societies, and we're talking all over the globe, uh, 74% of the hierarchy of the society, the society as a whole, believed in spirit possessions. Right, right. And- now, not all societies believe in them. In fact, uh, it was rather strange because of some of the other stuff we've talked about, but Native Americans were not really big in spirit possession. They weren't big into the, uh, well, exactly. Into the belief of spirit possession. Well, here's my thing, too. And also. They believe they were. Exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, they believe that they were possessed by animals. Exactly. Exactly what I said. So. So it wasn't necessarily about um, as far as being demons. Now, you look at that, though. I, I could see a society believing that. If they were possessed by a demon, they could mistake that for being possessed by an animal. Right, your spirit, spirit animal or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, so here's my thing, too. I want to talk about a little bit. Oh, I thought I turned that down. You probably ought to. 
<laughs> Turn that shit off. But anyways, uh, no. So my my question about this, uh, we're talking about possession here, guys. Now, do you think that you have to be religious to become possessed? No, but it helps. Right. There, there's a lot of study out there that most of the possessions that the so the the biggest purveyor of of possession and exorcism, of course, is the Catholic Church, and for them, they had noticed that a huge percentage of the possession cases that they actually investigate are from families with extremely strong religious beliefs. Right. And that, and that goes, so there's a question I'm going to have here and I want us to discuss. Okay. But that's why we're here. Right. So, but before we get into that, that was important that you said that because I also feel like, um, I feel like there's a, how do I, how do I say this? I feel like there is a scapegoat here. Whenever I tell you that, well, when I ask you this question, um, I feel like there's a scapegoat that's going to come from people who do these, you know, surveys or whatever you want to call them, these polls Mm -hmm. on what do you, like you just said, most of it is people from a strong religious home. Right. So here's my question and then we'll talk about it. It's a big question, really. Do you think possessions are just a mental disorder. God damn, you had to go there already, huh? Well, the reason why <laughs> I went, the reason why I went went here is because I, it just popped in my head and it was something very I was like, you know what, let's fucking talk about it. Okay, so it, it's funny that you asked that because <clears throat> I actually looked into that. Okay. Uh, here here's my thought on it. Right. Um I'm not going to say yay or nay either way, mm-hmm. but I do know that when you look at the rite of exorcism in the Catholic Church, so the Catholic Church, the Vatican will not automatically if somebody if somebody goes to the Vatican and says I'm possessed, or they go to go to their priest and they say that a family member is possessed, that pres, that priest approaches the Vatican. Right. The Vatican has a team of priests that are ordained in the rite of exorcism, but they also have, uh, they have to consult a psychiatrist and a physician before they will even think about trying to perform an exorcism on somebody. Right. So I think that back in, we'll say old times, back in old times, there were a lot of instances where they claimed that somebody was possessed and they truly weren't. It was more of a mental disorder. They had schizophrenia or psychopathy or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't necessarily a possession. Right. But then I also believe that there are too many stories out there of possessed people that have extreme strength and extreme knowledge about other things and can see the future and different physical stuff like, things, that physical stuff that happens to them. I, I think it's a, a fine edge sword, you know, and I, I, and I'm with you on that to like, so here's what I think. 
I think that I think that if you look at it, so if you are going to if you're going to possess something, if you look at it from a demon's point of view, so to speak, if you're going to possess someone, would you want to possess someone that is hard to fucking get into their brain, who is strong-willed, who is, you know, no. or would you want to get someone who is weak-minded, someone who possibly doesn't have all the control of their mind? It's like that already. movie, Earth Girls Are Easy. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> so, just jokes, sorry. So if you look sorry. at it, like, wouldn't it be easier for a demon, spirit, whatever, to take control of someone who already does not have control of their mind? Um, I'm going to say yes, but the, the, big, the big question for me is, what is the purpose? Right. So the purpose is to, it actually depends on the spirit, I guess. The purpose is to get out. And I know that like, so there's actually, a, so here, we'll talk about this since you asked that question. We'll talk about this case real quick. Well, okay. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, no. I was just going to read this other little thing, but go ahead. Okay. So this is, uh, this is from an article called Demonic Possession and the Ancient Practice of Exorcism on, on the Rise. So it states that belief in malevolent spirits inhabiting the human body has persisted across uh, cultures for millennia. During the Middle Ages, exorcisms were uh, commonplace to rid individuals of supposed demonic possession. In modern society, the view is that these practices are outdated and possession is regarded as a uh, manifestation of mental illness. So that kind of goes along with what we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. So so if you, so look at it like this. Um, depends on what spirit you're talking about or what is trying to possess you. Okay? So... I want to mention this because I want to just go. I know we're not, we weren't going to talk about like a specific. Uh, I mean, we can always just do a specific one. Next, but this, yeah, one, yeah. this one here is important for what we're talking about because I want to talk about uh, the the earliest uh, possessions um, story I could find. Okay. And the one I found was from August 11th, 1676. Okay. And it was a sister named Maria. Um, or her actual name was Isabella uh, Tomasi, but um, when she went into the sisterhood, she her name was changed to Maria. And there's actually a book, I believe, about this or something called Sister Maria's Letter from the Devil. And um, she was of the Saint. She was of the Saint Benedict religion. Okay. Um. So. So what's really cool about this is that, uh, like I said, this is the earliest one I could find some information on. Um, so this sister began like having these fainting spells during, you know, church and things like that. And she would, uh, you know, scream so loud. It would like shake the walls of the freaking, uh, the church, or I guess I don't know what's that, what's that called? A commune maybe. 
with a sisterhood stay or whatever. Oh, um, convent. A convent. A convent. Yeah. Thank you. Um, she would always warn the other sisters, and this is what I was trying to get at. So you had, you you were talking about like what is the purpose of the possession? So she would warn the other sisters that the devil was trying to make her turn evil and serve him. Mm. So that was part of the possession. The reason why for the possession is so that she would fucking serve him. So Sister Maria, uh, this is this is a really cool and pretty important for exorcism exorcists. They'll talk talk about this story. So Sister Maria was was in her room one night, um, all by herself. This is right before they found her um, and figured out what was going on. But anyways, uh, she was in she was in and out of consciousness in her consciousness in her room. So basically, what happened is she was in and out of consciousness. But the whole time she was in and out of consciousness, she felt like she was like something she wasn't in her body. Okay. But also. What she was doing is what this book was written after, Sister Maria's Letter from the Devil. She was writing without knowing it. And she wrote this big fucking like scroll type thing. It's actually a letter. And so they call it the letter from the devil. She felt like she was um she felt like she was being uh controlled by multiple demons. Because she said it felt like there's different entities. Um, and there were being, uh, basically the devil told them to go through her and write this letter. So this letter, the cool thing about this letter is, is that, uh, the letter was written. The cool thing about this letter is that it was written in, um, I think four. Yeah. It was written in four different, four different languages. But put together. That she would not have known. So it was right. Arabic, Greek, runic alphabet, and Latin. But it was all together, right? So she wrote these letters. No one could say anything, could notice anything, but they did notice that one thing said God on the bot towards the bottom. They noticed okay. that. Three hundred years no one could decode this. Until 2017. And in 2017. Um, researchers at uh, the London's the Ludum's Ludum's uh, scenic or science center in Sicily discovered the code a code on the dark web. So they went on the dark web and found a code or an algorithm to go with this to try to figure out what was going on here. And they used like this big um, oh government fucking like computer system to fucking you know push through the languages. So I think all but 30% of this was was um, transcribed and figured out. But like parts of it, so like there were some cool, some, some of the things that were said in it were, um, one of the quotes was, God thinks he can free mortals. This system works for no one. And then um, the other one uh, said, another one said, God does not exist. Trinity is fake. There is only me. So, like I was saying, he's trying to make this person basically steal their soul and make right, them work for him. Right. Um, and this is what's cool about it too, is that there's a mention of the Norris um, kind of something that's crazy. Is it mentions the River Styx. Okay. So, it says, perhaps now, Styx is certain. Talking about the River Styx. Styx. Okay. 
So it's weird that it kind of, so he's basically saying, trying to bring God out of everything. You see what I'm saying? Right. Well, Rivers, this is something it's, 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 it's like they're trying to get away from God completely and trying to bring this person in. And we, we talk about this before too. Group think once one mm-hmm. person does this, it spreads like wildfire, you right. know? So then that's what, that's the whole point of this purpose is to bring out the more and more people think about it, the more and more people it infects. Right. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like, uh, kind of like, uh, evil dead, you know, yeah. it fucking yeah. spreads. So Sister Maria's case was very important because it, A, it was one of the earliest ones I could find, and but B, it was uh it was telling of okay. what 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 was the purpose of the of the possession. Why was it trying to possess her? And it was so that it could spread the word and get more get souls, more followers. followers, you know? Yeah. Kind of like we're doing. Gotcha. We're trying to get your gotcha. soul. No. We're spreading the word. <laughs> we're possessing all you people. So, okay. So while you were talking about that. Uh, I wanted to kind of go through the Catholic church has certain signs of possession. And one of the very first things on their list is what Ryan was just talking about. And it's a signs of demonic invasion, very depending on the type of demon and its purpose, including using languages unknown to the person or people around them, which is exactly what you were talking about having extraordinary strength or resistance to physical restraint, knowledge of events or people that the person could not have possibly known, and aversion to holy objects or places such as holy water or churches or, you know, the crucifix. That Oh, never mind. We won't get into that. Uh, (laughs) uh, Self-harming and displaying violent or aggressive behavior ailments or conditions that cannot be diagnosed or treated medically. I thought that was kind of odd that that was in there, but it is. Uh, Having hallucinations or hearing voices, an abrupt change in behavior or personality. That sounds like a fucking teenager. It it does. (laughs) It it truly does. So, In fact, in fact, a lot of these in here are the exact same thing they talk about during a poltergeist event. Right. So, leading back to my question, because this is a... That's what we do. We question things. Well, so I asked you, are possessions, you know, just a medical disorder or are they real? So, we both agree that there's something else. Yeah. I, I agree. There's uh, There's got to be something out there. Now, now, just because there is one doesn't mean there's not the other. Right. So maybe it is just a perfect example of this is exorcism of Emily Rose. Mm-hmm. Maybe there is a little bit of a disorder or a little bit of a break, mental right. break. That would be a perfect time for something to come in. Right. And if you think about like this, if you're having a mental break, what do people do? Especially if you're in a religious family, oh, we're going to heavily press God on you. Right. We're going to heavily press. Pre- press that oh this is the devil's work he's so you already had that inside your absolutely brain. so that feeds it and they're like oh well this book is open let's fucking dive up in this motherfucker right so it, it's it's really interesting if you think about exorcism exorcism or possession sorry possession would have been more believable maybe uh back in old times when we didn't know as much about 
mental disorders as we do now. Right. But that doesn't mean that there's not still stuff happening. Uh, right. And this is what I'm saying. So basically, this is where, like I said, guys, a great example of this. If you haven't, I'm sure you all have. Go watch Exorcism of Emily Rose. It's a mm-hmm. perfect example. The lovely of Jennifer Carpenter. Of what we're talking about right now. So if you, for me, this is this is this is everything to me. So I often have talked about whenever we talk about things uh, paranormal wise. Yeah. You know, um, and people when I used to do investigations and stuff, or and like people tell me, hey, aren't you afraid of bringing this stuff, inviting this stuff into your home? Aren't you afraid of? No, I'm not. And the reason why I'm not is because I am, for whatever, for all the stuff I am not, I am very strong-willed and strong-minded. Um. I'm a firm believer that uh, I control my mental state and I control, you know, what's going on around me to the best of my ability. So, like, I, I, I don't, I'm not afraid of that. Now, a more weak-minded person, I mean, you could talk a weak-minded person into doing anything. Mm-hmm. I, as a human being, can do that. I mean, fuck, you talked me into doing this podcast. Yeah, and look, four years later, you're still fucking doing it. Well, I still haven't figured it out. (laughs) But no, so (laughs) so me as a human, I can convince someone to do something. Now, imagine if you had, if you were a spirit or a demon Mm -hmm. and you had powers. It'd be very easy to to get someone to to manipulate somebody. Now, also... This is where it all, this is kind of, this is where my mind went. So, let's say, I've often told you and other people we talk to, human beings are a lot fucking more important than we think. Mm-hmm. So, we've heard instances of moms lifting a car up off the top of a child. Right, right. People lifting heavy things, uh, running super fat, like. We can do that already when our mind opens up. So maybe these spirits understand and know that. And they just release, they open up that fucking power, right? And, of course, after you do something like that, you have an energy dump. So when you see people get possessed and they're like fucking doing this shit and all of a sudden there's like, and they're down. Yeah. So... Kind of like when we talk about once a door is opened, sometimes it's hard to keep that thinking. Maybe there's always a crack there. Right. right. You know what I mean? Maybe it's not fully shut all the time. Right. So I believe that there's both. And sometimes they correlate. And I sometimes, though, sometimes the demon or spirit, Satan being the one, He's strong enough to where he doesn't need anything like that. He can just kind of do his thing. So, like, if you look at, I know it's the movie, but if you look at The the Exorcist, you know, she wasn't really religious. (laughs) You going to let me talk about that? (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I know what you're wanting to talk about. Well, real quick, just real quick, what I'm going to say about it is, the movie, she wasn't really religious or nothing like that, but... She opened up a door and something very powerful came through. Right. Right. So and she in the movie. And she was yes, and she was a child. The mind is very open, kind I want I don't want to use the word weak. 
but the will is weak and the right. mind is open. Right. Well, and, and kids in general have, exactly. have an open mind, exactly. you know, that's why we, we talk all the time about, you know, kids, you know, seeing spirits and talking to, you know, right. Right. Departed individuals or demons, you They're know, connected to that plane. um, you know, they just have an open mind that as you age, your mind slowly closes, you know, you, you close off your mind to the possibilities. Right. You know, whereas kids don't do that. So Ryan brought up the exorcist and that was one of the things that I kind of wanted to talk about. Uh, but that's going to be a long story. And well, I don't already, know that we necessarily want to get into that. We've right already now. done an episode on, uh, the ex, on the actual, but I, there are a couple things that I want to, that I want to go through here real quick. Uh, one of them is I'm sure you've seen, I've, I've got a Bible laying on the table. I knew we were talking about possession. It and I'm says, like, uh, the Bible for idiots. Yeah. <laughs> well, aren't they all? No, no, no. Just kidding. Oh, uh, no, this is actually, uh, I've had this for years. It's called the student Bible. Um, but uh, occasionally I'll get it out whenever we're talking about some stuff like this. And, uh, and yeah, I just wanted to read a couple passages on here that have to do with possession yes. and you'll understand whenever I get done with them. So you, t you had talked about now I have to say, I'm not a very religious person. Neither is Ryan. We don't normally talk about religion. There's just a couple things in here. I want to read. And if, if you are a religious person, then that's awesome. Uh, if you take the word of the Bible as gospel, you'll know that this happened over 2,000 years ago. Okay? So one of the ones that I wanted to read, and both of these are kind of the same. Uh, we all know how the Bible is. They like to repeat themselves a lot. And, God damn, this is small. How the <laughs> hell am I going to read that? Uh, well, let's flip the book. Okay. It says... Now, this is in, uh, in Mark chapter 5, verse 28. When he arrived at the other side in the region of the guard, the God, I don't know how to say that, Gadarens, Gadarens, that's how we're going to say it, Gadarens. Um, two demon-possessed men coming from the tombs met him. They were so violent that no one would, would, uh, no one would pass that way. What do you want with us, son of God? They shouted. Have you come here to torture us before the appointed time? Some distance from them, a large herd of pigs were feeding. The demons begged Jesus, if you drive us out, send us into the herd of pigs. He said to them, go. So they, so they came out and went into the pigs, and the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and died in the water. Okay? So just a little thing. So now we're going to flip over to, if I can remember, where it's at here. Oh, shit. All right. <clears throat> 
Yeah. So now this is in Mark chapter 5. It says, they went across the lake to the region of the Garcinus. When Jesus got out of the boat, the man with an evil spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs, and no one, no one could bind him anymore, not even with, the, with a chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot, but, the, <laughs> but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? Swear to God that you won't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, Come out this man uh come come out of this man you evil spirit when jesus asked him what is your name my name is legion he replied for we are many legion we are that's two thousand years ago in the bible so possession has been around for a long time. Uh, it, it's, it's very interesting that, you know, we talk about the Catholic Church and their rights of exorcism and stuff. There is an article that I ran across, and this is on the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. And I thought this was very interesting. It says the Latin Church bishops of the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops approved the English translation of De Exermus, in, uh, it, it's Latin. I'm not even going to read it. Uh, it's basically the rite of exorcism. Uh, it was in Latin. They had told them that they're going to allow an English translation of this. This happened in November of 2014. So the rite of exorcism has been in Latin until November of 2014 when they finally released an English translation of it. The final text of exorcism and related uh, supplications was confirmed by the Holy uh, Holy See in December of 2016 and implemented into the Diocese of the United States as of June 29, 2017. In the course of the approval process, a list of frequently asked questions on exorcism and its use of the church's uh, liturgical life uh, was developed in the Secretariat of the Divine Worship. Uh, and there is a bunch of different questions on this. But the reason why I wanted to, to read that is it's very interesting that the, the church, why the uptick here lately of, and we've talked about this before, right. of purported possessions across the world. Um, and, you know, we've had a lot of movies coming out there is a movie. Okay, so you guys have probably seen the preview for The Pope's Exorcist. Mm -hmm. So The Pope's Exorcist is about the, uh, this man, his name, oh, excuse me. Uh, his name was uh, Father Amort. And there is a movie 
that came out in 2017. It's a documentary called The Devil and Father Amort. It was, this was so weird, it was directed by William Peter Blatty. William Peter Blatty is the same guy that directed the 1973 The Exorcist. In this series, which is really cool, I watched it this morning, or in this documentary, he goes around the world and uh, talks to different people and does interviews, and he actually knew Father Amort, uh, Amort and did an interview with him, and, and he actually got to go in and witness a real-life exorcism that this father had done. And it was very cool the way that they had done this. They had told, this father had told stories, different stories about exorcisms that he had done and how some were real, some weren't. Some were just cases of mental, right. you know, illness or whatever. But one of the things that was interesting, uh, William Blatty actually interviewed uh, William Friedkin, which William Friedkin's the one that wrote the book, right. The Exorcist. Right. Uh, William Friedkin, which I didn't realize this, was a student at Georgetown University, which is where the Exorcist revolves around. That's the university right. that the mom works at. Uh, he was a student there, and, and Georgetown University is run by Jesuit priests. And he got the idea from a course that he was taking, and then and during this class, the 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 father was talking about possessions and demonic possession and the different types of possessions. Right. And it gave him the idea to write this book. They were talking about the story of Roland Doe, which is uh, his real name is Roland Hunkner. Uh, but back then they didn't give out his name until here recently. And he died just a few years ago. Right. But, uh, they were telling the story of his possession and that's what gave William Friedkin the idea to write the novel. And then William Peter Blatty turned it into a movie. That's cool. See, and so it ended up being the best depiction of an exorcism that we've ever seen on film. And so while we're talking about that, let's talk about the, the six stages of, of possession, but it's really six stages of an exorcism, but the six stages of possession. And so the first, so once, once the Vatican approves an exorcism, the first thing, or as soon as they get notice of someone being possessed, the first thing they do is what is known as, Stage number one, which is discovery. Mm -hmm. And what they do here, this is where they basically figure out, are these people really possessed or is there a mental, something mental going on? Right. Here? Right. So, and that's how, why I had mentioned earlier, their first, their first line is, is to, they contact the Vatican physician and the psychiatrist and right. discuss the case with them. Right. So <clears throat> that's stage one. Now, once they find out that hey, this is a real possession, then they start they start to do the exorcism. And stage two of this is called obfuscation, and this is where they start 
the demon starts trying to confuse the person it's possessing and also the priest who's coming to do the exorcism. This is where he starts telling the lies. He starts, it uh, will mix lies with the truth. Yes, to confuse this is you. where the demon basically starts trying to confuse both parties, the priest and the possessed. Mm -hmm. And it's trying to feed, feed them, you know, and then this leads right into the longest phase of this. And that's known as the battle phase. And that's where, you know, you get all your prayers being said and, you know, the the priest asking the demon, what is your name? You know, and all this. This is where the basically the priest and the demon fuck, fight it out and try to, you know. And then once the, this, depending on what happens in this third phase, um, Usually, from what I hear from the interviews I've talked, what I've seen from uh, exorcists, mm -hmm. they say that usually it skips from from three, which is the battle phase, to five. It usually skips the fourth phase, but sometimes it doesn't. Now, in the exorcist, it didn't. So, the fourth phase is called external phase, and this is where the poltergeist activity begins. This is where the demon is basically trying to fucking pump its chest and yeah. trying to make it the, manipulate everybody trying to make, well, trying to make you scared of it, right. trying to make itself look bigger than it really is. And actually that's a sign of weakness. Kind of mm -hmm. like a guy who runs his mouth a lot is going to fucking try to talk hard, to try to get someone to back down. This is basically what the demons doing to the priest. Say, Hey, look, I'm going to throw this over here. So in the exorcist, she says, look, I'm going to make this, you know, and yeah. shit and yeah. shit happens. Mm -hmm. So that's basically the demon trying to fucking put on a front. Oh God! What does he say? That's when he when he asks him to move something, and he the the demon tells him that's yeah, it's uh, like that's kid child's play or something like that. Yeah, it's something. Yeah, I don't remember exactly so, what it is. So, um, so something display of that's much too gross display of yeah, yeah. something. Yeah. So so <laughs> um that's this this is the external phase, and this is basically where. The demon's trying to it's it's weakening and it's trying its hardest to fucking to 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 get the priest to stop mm -hmm. doing what it's doing and, and to get the human to fight stop fighting. It's like when you're in a fight with somebody and you start talking shit trying to get them back down. Exactly. Exactly. That's what it's doing. So now phase five, which is what usually goes from three to five, number four is very rare. But so phase five is the ascendancy ascendancy phase, and this is where the person that's being possessed kind of starts to come out of it, and the demon is weakening, and stuff can still happen. But this is the part where basically the priest is getting the final stage of getting this demon out and gone, casting this demon out. And then the sixth phase is the last phase, of course, which is what they call liberation, which means that the exorcism is a success, the demon's gone, and everything's fine. Or so that, they hope. Yes, and they call that liberation phase. So what's, what I like about this concept that we're talking about um, is that it really... We've talked about it with aliens. We've talked about it with demons now or possessions. We're, I'll talk about it all the time. So the human being, our body, our mind, our soul, our spirit, everything is very fucking valuable, evidently. Yeah. So, like, we, 
I'm a believer that people can do things. Probably, I, I believe people can do things that not everyone can do. Certain right. people can do certain things. It's all power of the mind. And um, so, like I said, these beings. Now, see, this is most of the stuff we've been talking about is coming from a, a religious, right, right, a religious aspect. I don't look at this. Well, and it's funny. You kind of have to look at it with a religious aspect because, I mean. I mean, that's where it comes from. That's uh, the the exorcism. That's part where of it. exorcisms come right. from. Is from a religious aspect. Right. Well, however, how else are you going to fight a possession? Well, this is what I'm saying. Okay. So, however, I look at it as from a coming from a dimensional aspect. These are just things that come to you. And try the fucking they're high low frequency beings that try to affect your life. And like I said, most of these people almost every bit of any time I've ever heard about someone being possessed or an exorcism happening or anything like that, I'm not trying to be rude, but it's just for lack of a better term, weak minded. Right. Compromised already. Right. Just like they say. It's why most of the time when you hear about this, it's younger children. And- well, and also it feeds off fear, it feeds off of fucking aggression. So, like, people in bad homes, whenever there's a lot of fighting going on, that anger, that anguish, that fucking depression, it feeds off of that. Because it's weak-minded people, and they can get, they're easily right. taken over. So, I don't necessarily see it from a religious point, but... Where the religious aspect comes in, I feel, is that if I tell you something and you believe it strong enough, it can make it happen. So, let's say, instead of God fighting this demon out of you, let's say I have a strong, I got this belief that this, that the fucking a rock, I got a rock. And this rock... I want a rock. This yeah, <laughs> this rock has all the power of everything in the world. It's, yeah. it's all everything. And I say, this rock compels you. This rock tells you to come out. This rock. Mm-hmm. And you believe that strong enough, it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for, for me, I'm, I've been leaning a lot more towards my... I got a rock that's the most important thing on the planet, too. A crack rock? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Rock hard cock. <laughs> I got a boner over here. Oh, shit. Sorry. But so, so I believe, like, I'm leaning, I've been digging more into my pagan side of my, actually, my ancestry, you know? But um, I believe that whatever you think is strong in your mind, that's what's going to help it. Right. I don't necessarily think, the reason why these people... And these exorcisms works for, with God is because that's what they believe. Right. And that goes back to what we were talking about earlier about how most of these cases come from families that are highly religious. Right. You know, so my, so they've had this pushed into their brain and I'm not saying that it wouldn't happen to somebody that doesn't come from a religious family, but it's just most of the cases, a majority of them. Yeah. Well, or from highly religious families. And from what I'm saying is, 
So basically what I'm pointing out is demons, aliens, same fucking thing. They come from a different fucking realm, a different dimension, mm-hmm. whatever you want to say, and they affect you. And maybe they're one and the same. Ex- 100%. Whoa! Ex- well, they, yeah, Blow my mind. That's what I'm saying. So I think that, you know, this is my whole point, guys. You are way more important and way more stronger and way more, yeah, I mean, way more important than you think. Like you are your bot, like your mind, your soul, everything about you is very important, and it must be important considering everything we talk about. These things are trying to control. They're trying to get. They mm-hmm. want. They want. They want. For some reason, they want to be a part of us, or they want something that we have. So just it's remember probably that. our essence or our life force. You know it's what I'm like. Like uh, Brother Kane and uh, the Poltergeist movie, you know, when right. he came to the house, he wanted right. Carol Ann because he wanted her life her force. Life so force. Right. right. So that's what I'm trying to say, guys. Just what I'm going to get out of this this whole thing is I don't care what you believe in. Believe in whatever you want to. I I have I don't care. Uh, I have no like I don't shame people for believing whatever they want to believe in. As long as you're a good person and you fucking don't hurt nobody else, really. As long as you're not a fucking pedophile, believe whatever the fuck you want to believe. If you're a pedophile, you can fucking... I got plenty of ideas for you. But anyways, um, do you, okay? You do you. Just remember that you had the power and ability to control what's going on. And that's where a lot of these situations with something possessing them or whatever, it's all about control. They lose control. They don't have the... Just always remember that, and that's that's the whole thing I was telling you earlier. When people ask me about, hey, you look into all this stuff, you talk about all this stuff, aren't you afraid of bringing it home? No, I'm no, not. not at no, all. I'm not. I am by no means am I worried about bringing anything home because once I'm home, that's, you know. That's my home. That's, that's my, my home. sanctuary. Motherfucker, 100%. Yeah. And that's it. And I'm a firm believer in that. Demon be gone. Yeah. Yeah. Someone exercise these demons out of this motherfucker. I'm going to go exercise my demon here in a little bit. That's right. <laughs> so, guys, that's just, you got anything else you want to mention about possession at no, all? No, no, no. We, uh, we pretty much covered what we wanted to cover. Right. Now, like Ryan did say, we are going to get into some stories of actual possessions and exorcisms uh-huh. here in some future episodes. We just kind of wanted to get this out there and just have a conversation about possessions right i'm let you guys know that way when you hear our next episode we're going to be talking about certain 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 possessions that happened and exorcisms that happened and then after that we're going to go into maybe a couple movies yeah ryan's going to tell you the stories behind them and i'm going to try not to ruin them for you (laughs) ah we don't ruin nothing around here but guys thank you as always again go follow share like everything that you can with us we greatly appreciate i mean it's very easy very easy. Just push button. Push the button. Push it. Push it. Push it. Push it, motherfucker. But anyways. Push the shiny red button. Yay. Yeah, guys. Helps us out tremendously. And we greatly appreciate it. Um, and again, we're very easy to get a hold of. If you guys got something you want us to cover, leave it. Leave a freaking comment on the YouTube. Leave a comment on Facebook. Send us a message on Facebook. Freaking. We're easy to get a hold of. Yeah. Send, Send us an email if you want. Super easy to get a hold of us. Yep. Our email is horrorchroniclespodcast at gmail.com. Very easy. 
and uh, just send us that, guys. And um, yeah, we'll we'll get it going. We so, got cool things coming down the pike for us. Uh, we're really liking this new bunch video. of new stuff, and uh, I think uh, I think things are gonna things are looking up. Blessed they are. So we love you guys. Thank you for your support. But more importantly, as always, until next time, keep, keep it creepy. creepy.